0: to another episode of In Another World, a pop culture podcast. I'm your host, Zachary Landolt, and today I'm very excited to invite Eddie Moradian. I believe I just said his name correctly. You will hear in the beginning of the episode with my interview with him. I don't get it right the first time. But he is a freelance writer. You can see many of his articles on awardswatch.com, including a very recent article where he ranked all of the Mariah Carey albums. And the, the audience for this show, I think, would enjoy that content. <laughs> but we'll be having a discussion about film flops, which, you know, that's a very, um, it's, a, <laughs> it's a very specific term, but I think sometimes gets a very specific reaction. I think people hear the word flop, and they instantly think bad art, like something that wasn't worth being consumed. That's why it was a failure. But you know, like, think about how many movies or TV shows you love that didn't make it, you know, that got canceled, maybe even got got bad reviews, and you personally love it. So, you know, it's it's more complex, more complex than that. But you will also see in the episode, we get off topic a little bit a few times, but you know, that's very on brand for the show. So, this show today is a little bit about film flops, but you will also see an entire tangent about the genre of the erotic thriller. In particular, the erotic thrillers of the early 90s, and to be even more specific, we do have a brief discussion on the, I believe, camp classic, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, which if you have not seen it, it's, it's worth watching and check it out. And as always, I give the guest their birth in pop culture facts related to the date of birth. We'll let them know what was going on in pop culture on the day they entered this world. And I will close out the episode with Eddie, as always, asking him, who was the last actress that made him feel something? And you will, of course, get my answer as well. So without wasting any more time, um, I just want to say, you know, since last time, Uh, we presumably have a positive place that the country is leaning towards. We're still not out of the woods yet, but I have to say, I feel like everyone I know has kind of had this weird sensation of slightly exhaling for a little bit, but it's like cautiously optimistic because of course, in the year of 2020, nothing is certain, Um, Oh, also, for all of my fellow actress sexuals, I have been hearing about the film Pieces of a Woman, and more specifically, I kept seeing rave reviews for Vanessa Kirby, who is the lead of the film. It is a new Netflix film coming, I believe, in sometime in December or January. I can't remember. Um, But there is a trailer up on YouTube if you want to look at it. But... She looks amazing. It looks very heavy, but also, surprise, surprise, Miss Ellen Burstyn, cl- uh, classic phenomenal actress. You might know her from things like Requiem for a Dream for the younger fans, but she also was in Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. I love her in The Last Picture Show. It's actually one of my favorite performances from her, but she looks incredible in it as well. I originally thought this might be the year of Glenn Close finally getting her Oscar, and as much as I love Glenn Close, it's looking like Hillbilly Elegy is not going to be the film that gets her there, sadly. So... That's where we're at. I still haven't seen it. I still want to see it with a blank slate. But even some of my favorite film bloggers that I am generally on the same page with most of the time are panning it. So, oh my God. Who knew a film with Amy Adams and Glenn Close might turn out to be a hot mess? Like only in 2020, right? But again, I could go on a tangent. I could get off topic, as you'll see in the episode with me and Eddie. So before I get distracted again, let's jump into my interview with Eddie Moradian. Listeners, I am very excited to welcome Eddie Mor- Moradian? Moradian.
1: Did I do it? Mor- the second one was good. Damn it. Okay. Um... No, keep this in double of this. Oh, keep I'm just this, kidding. triple it oh damn it,
0: (laughs) who is a freelance writer and you can find many of his pieces on awardswatch.com and he is here to go into a discussion on film flops and we're happy to welcome him to In Another World podcast. How are you doing?
1: I'm good Zach, how are you? Thank you for having me.
0: Oh please, of course, of course. Um, I'm so happy you're here for this (laughs) very...
1: As a human topic. flop, as like as like a as like a notorious flop in like my personal and professional life, I'm so <laughs> excited to be here to talk about film flops.
0: Oh, that's lovely. You seem to be an expert on the topic then. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. So I ask all my guests what have they been watching or listening to, especially in quarantine. There are many answers.
1: What is funny about that is that um for so long in this eight months plus a pandemic oh, i have been um it has been difficult for me to concentrate on watching episodic television which is yeah. what i love so much um and it wasn't until last night i don't know when you're listening to this listener but it wasn't until this season premiere of gray's anatomy that oh, i was like right i love television i love episodic <laughs> television i'm all back in Um, But I've been watching a lot of, like, comfort films, like, movies that I've seen a thousand times. Same. Um, And then I've been watching The Simpsons, like, from the beginning. Oh, wow. I'm on season five. But, like... pandemic only only
0: 65 to go whatever season i I know
1: but um (laughs) things have been crazy for so long that i forgot that at the start of all this i watched all 40 seasons of survivor because i had never seen i had never watched it before and at the time when i started i mean i had watched it here and there yeah but i hadn't watched it holistically and it was like all stars or greatest ever or (laughs) only winners this season whatever it was and i was And when I was telling somebody about it, they were like, "Well, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna like that's gonna we're gonna be out of this by the time you're done with it." And I was like, "And now I'm like, (laughs) oh, boy, I finished that in like May, (laughs) so here we are."
0: You watched forty seasons of Survivor. I know. I I realize that
1: as I say that, that's not like most of them are thirteen to fifteen episodes, and you just it's 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 also the perfect thing to have on like while you're doing stuff like I get that. it's a, a perfect it's perfect pandemic television
0: i tend to do lots of re-watches especially when i'm working on something because i, I want to be able to check in when i need a break but right. leave it alone uh, that's usually a little for- bit
1: of of what the simpsons has been for me a little bit of that like I could watch it right now. I'm at the very beginning of this, of this episodes I've seen a thousand times. i certainly yeah. haven't been watching it for the last 10 years, but it is yeah. like, Oh, I could have missed half of an entire episode and it's <laughs> totally fine.
0: Usually for me, it's a rewatch of RuPaul's Drag Race or Sex in the City. Okay. Yeah, that's Good choices both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any good movies? Like, and what are some of your favorite uh, comfort? You said you've watching comfort movies.
1: Yeah, so I've probably watched the film Spy uh, <laughs> oh, five or six times in uh, during six. during the last uh, during the last several months. Um, I just today watched Rebecca on Netflix, which I oh, thought how was.
2: was that? <clears throat>
1: I thought it was really good, and I. Um, I I saw that it got somewhat middling reviews, but I thought it was great. Mm -hmm. I will put in a plug for um, I was able to cover at a film festival, I don't even remember which one, um, (laughs) Relic, um, which just got nominated for a surprise best picture at the Gotham Awards, which was great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, In terms of plugging sort of new movies, I was really looking forward to watching Freaky, the um, the, like horror oh, body yeah, switch yeah, movie yeah, that was yeah. coming out that's yeah. that came out today but in theaters like we're living in a totally different what world
0: is, what does that even mean like I, it's,
1: uh, zach when i tell you i planned my entire day around day if not week around like oh and on friday i'm gonna like make dinner i'm gonna have a drink i'm gonna like make it like into a special as if yeah. i were going to the movies <laughs> mm-hmm. and i'm going to stream freaky yeah. um Because I love horror movies, I don't love Vince Vaughn, but I heard that it got (laughs) good reviews, um, and that it it might be oddly perfect for that. And the girl in it, I really the woman, the actress in it, I really really like because um, she was on The Society, which got canceled by Netflix due to COVID, and I was like the literally the only uh, fan of that show. I was the only person devastated by that show's cancellation. I love a show with hot teens running wild.
0: <laughs> running wild. It's my
1: wild. favorite genre of television. So do you like? I, um, do you like
0: trash reality TV?
1: I don't watch any reality TV except, other for, Survivor.
0: Survivor.
1: except yeah, for Survivor. Yeah, I don't watch. I've, I've, I at the beginning of pandemic again. A couple mm-hmm. of my friends were like, "Get on the Zoom. We're gonna watch uh, RuPaul's Drag Race." Um, i had I'd never seen it before. Oh my! And. I did watch it, and they were like watching my reactions to it, and like it's obviously a very joyful show. I get that, but like I was just like I had so many questions that they were like, "You're ruining this for us." I was not invited to the next week's Zoom. Oh no! Um, rightfully so. I, what season you know,
0: were they watching with you? This
1: one, like whatever the whatever oh. the one that was happening in you know last
0: this. Oh, so twelve. Um,
1: Crystal method?
0: Yeah, yes, Crystal method. Yeah. Yes, yes.
1: Um, I don't, I don't know who won. I didn't keep up with it. Uh, I can we tell you? i'm um, sure. I don't
0: care. Oh, it was Jada.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. And they're all like so talented and so beautiful and so engaging and entertaining and like I applaud every single person. But I also was kind of like, this is not for me, and, and that fine. needs to be. And that needs to be okay.
0: <laughs> it needs to be fine. Um,
1: that need, because they because um, my friends who are uh, to be fair, like some of them are in fashion that we were on this Zoom with, and they were like, "No, ah, oh, the looks." And I was like, "Yes, I know what you mean." <laughs> I, I also
0: love
2: clothes.
1: I know. Uh, I was like, Ooh, "I don't know what we're supposed to be looking for here." Um. So I did. Um. So that's not really my escapism, which I applaud other people. Like I've never, I've seen like, I think two episodes of the Kardashians and as oh, an Armenian person, yeah. my take <laughs> on watching those, those two episodes were they seem like a nice Armenian family and they seem like they really love each other. And I just shut up. And like, so I don't even have that base of knowledge. Like I was an American idol guy. Mm-hmm. Like
0: I was back in the day
1: you know i haven't i haven't watched the recent seasons i stopped watching wow. the voice even though kelly clarkson is my everything
0: um they always kick off my favorite contestants so i i don't check in for but yeah enough. but
1: reality tv is not really i have been watching a lot of movies and again like movies that bring me comfort i rewatched yeah. like a lot of like my favorite like early 90s sex thrillers which was uh, awesome um, oh you know what
0: i just watched last night i watched the hand that rocks the cradle And oh, that movie. I forget how fucking insane that movie is.
1: Gorgeous. A gorgeous film. A gorgeous film. I mean,.
0: I want to be Julianne Moore. I mean, we all want to be you Julianne Moore.
1: Ha- you, have an, you have a star-making Julianne Moore performance. Oh. You have an all-time crazy mm-hmm. Rebecca DeMornay. Is she yeah. even a villain in that movie? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> and you have the guy who's like the poor man's Mark oh, Harmon as the no, husband. And no. then you have Annabella Ciara, um, who has obviously been through is- quite a bit. Um, in yes. her life, thanks to Harvey Weinstein, Ugh, but God. as a lifelong asthmatic,
2: mm-hmm. I felt
1: very seen by her performance in that film and
2: her
0: bushy brows. You know, bless her the brows. Bushy, I
1: mean, what
0: <laughs> they would film. never let that fly ever in a major <laughs> movie. Now, when,
1: which Peyton, I love. I love how like I mean, you and, know. And I mean, you also have like the Ernie Hudson depiction of. Oh, uh, a mentally challenged yes. helper around the house which has not aged well. <clears throat> we
0: you know I thought um, about that when I was watching it and I'm like maybe they only did it this way because she does get kind of like, you know, very aggressive with him and maybe they felt that would be even more, I don't know. I don't know. I don't it, know was what, wild, it was
1: wild, but when she wild, says uh, no matter what him, it's wild. When she says to him, "My story will be better." Oh my God than yours Uh a chill chill. an absolute chill Uh, chill. i mean uh, one of my all-time favorite movies curtis hansen directed that movie (laughs) oscar-nominated director curtis hansen (laughs) wild i I know exactly what i'm doing when we hang up i'm going to watch
0: it's on amazon prime because i did a whole double feature unintentionally this happened to me just completely by happenstance last night i was flipping through amazon prime i went oh the hand that rocks the cradle i watched that when i was in high school i haven't watched that maybe since then okay you're
1: you're you're very young and i don't like that about you but i'm
0: not very young you're younger than
1: me well go on continue i apologize
0: no so i watched the hand that rocks, rocks the cradle which of course was amazing it was better than i and i have a higher appreciation and knowledge of of camp now also so i was really appreciated on a whole other level and then when it was rolling the credits it went oh would you also like to watch fatal attraction in 30 seconds and you're like 100 yes and i yes. went yes i would and i'm sorry with every time i watch fatal attraction i am more on alex Forrest's side than Absolutely. ever because i love the line where she's like like why? Because I want you to treat me like some whore you can bang a couple times and throw in the trash can. I'm like, mm, bitch.
1: Uh, We're gonna get so off topic from film oh, flops it's, here, it's but the, I w- the could spend I could spend hours talking about how Alex Forrest and Glenn Close feels the same way. So me and Glenn Ooh. have this in common. She was like, she's clearly a woman with um with uh with mental with mental instability problems yes. being treated like garbage by a garbage man um <laughs> when she did all
0: this backstory where she had been like sexually you know uh molested by her father as a child that's why she had issues with men like I this mean, whole thing and she was a supposed movie. to kill herself at the end
1: i mean yeah and she and and frame him for it and he would yeah. have taken the fall and that yeah. would have been the perfect end. that's how the movie would end today right like that's yes. for sure how the movie cuz now
0: end it's insane today. it's insane that final yeah. scene where she goes to the house and, and it's attacks like a rambo
1: movie it's like it's like rambo Ugh. at the end it's, it's just, it is kind of wild i do think that she um, hmm. It's funny um, because Hand of the Rocks the Cradle was like a huge hit. Obviously, Fatal Attractions. It, it was, was a huge very hit.
0: clearly inspired by Fatal Attractions. Uh,
1: but like, huge hit you, Rebecca De Mornay, like, probably, I'm going to say, was long listed top 10 could have gotten into best actress race. That's how big a hit that movie so? was. I mean, like, I think long, long list. <laughs> You're like, like, long. Long list. <laughs> the movie was such a hit. It was such a, it, it really is. I mean, it's a great performance. She's like, not just pure evil. Like, she. I don't mean there's a lot of to a, say a that clockable statement,
0: but I'm a little
1: young to know how successful that movie was. That um, movie was a, a monster hit. Like, uh, okay. I think, it, I, I think it made like 90 something million dollars and, and it came out in 1992. Yeah. So like you figure, I mean, it was a huge, huge hit. Um, And it was, it's a well-crafted, well-done movie. It's pretty good. But, like, I mean, it's some, not some obviously moments. in the genre of like awards contention, no. but like, no. she is really good in that movie. And like, that was sort of of the time with the oscars that they were going like well this movie was a big hit we have to at least consider it that's how you get like a, a julia roberts oscar nomination for pretty woman yeah. um which is obviously i'm sure we both agree the greatest screen on-screen performance of all time oh obviously um, i mean i love julia roberts so after
0: mary and <laughs> glitter but yes
1: Yes. But, well, I mean, I don't. Okay, I know you're joking, but like that's like <laughs> it's like not even a funny joke. Um, but you know, but like Fatal Attraction, similarly, a huge monster hit.
0: Yeah. Um, I lo- I actually like Sharon Stone more in Basic Instinct than I do Rebecca DeMornay in Hannah Marks the Cradle. But um, Re- Rebecca,
1: um, obviously, um, I would say, I think it's a fair statement to say that in 1992 sharon stone was probably like sixth seventh eighth place for best actress nomination for sure shoot for sure like it was it was at the time as somebody who was young but conscious and already (laughs) of uh, thinking of the oscar race at 11. (laughs) um, that's about when i
0: started thinking about it
1: wasn't a snub necessarily Mm -hmm. as it as much as it was like she could get in like, like but if she had gotten the nomination,
0: people would have been like, okay, yeah, I, I see not yeah, yeah. that it happened. Wasn't Yeah,
1: like a, It wasn't like an Amy Adams arrival where you were like, yeah. wait, what happened? She's <laughs> supposed to win this year. She's supposed to be, she's like, not even nominated. absolutely be
0: here, yeah. Yeah, um,
1: it was more like a, oh, that could have happened. Because it was, I mean, such a, like, a zeitgeisty, like, huge hit. Anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. I have derailed us. I know you have. Oh, I have, will.
0: Like, I can a, talk about women being in the psychosexual thriller forever
1: That's erotic old... the fact that we don't have sex like like 90s erotic thrillers anymore is such a disappointment maybe i'll just
0: have you back for a whole erotic thriller episode because i feel like this... i just
1: bought all of the 50 <laughs> shades of gray movies so yeah we, i'm all in
0: we can make a whole moment well as a guest of the show i always do a segment called your birth and pop culture which is when i reveal pop culture related facts connected to your date of birth i won't say a year on the mic if you already i already, I already
1: outed myself as an oldie <laughs> you're not an
0: oldie stop saying that thank you
1: thank you Zach. <laughs> i need i re, you know what i was fishing for that and i really needed it so thank you
0: i'm glad i could give that to you um thank you
1: so, much. So,
0: so your birthday in question is april 3rd of a year I'll just say it, both in. Um, and the number one movie, The Day You Were Born, is one I've never heard of. It is a oh Jerry God, I don't Lewis. Even, I don't know
1: what it is. That's it's so a Jerry surprising. Lewis
0: I, I... comedy called Hardly Working.
2: Watch out, America. Jerry's back. The world's funniest, funny man has something to say about inflation. And unemployment. For all us working stiffs. He's the original jerk. Bumbling and stumbling. It's Jerry Lewis in his first new motion picture in a long time. Oh, I like that
1: hardly working oh like people, looking, people are listening to was laughing, like, like, I thought he was in his <laughs> I thought he was in his 30s is this a 75 year old
0: like, I, I did cackle when I looked up your movie because I went this just makes it sound okay. Okay. like
1: you know what ouch <laughs> brutal okay <laughs> go fuck yourself go on <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god um, do you remember the first time you watched hardly working the jerk <laughs> no. um, And the number one song was Rapture by Blondie.
1: Got him back in the game. <laughs> back in the game.
0: Listen, Jerry Lewis kept making movies until death. So really, that's like you know, it's don't true. feel too
1: bad. I, I, I'm happy to say my uh, my year age uh, or my year of birth was 1981, and I even feel like uh, a year earlier, like my best picture movie would have been ordinary people is that right and then my year later would have been my actual favorite movie of all time oh. and instead i have chariots of fire which is like sure with that yeah Fine. god i can't even um, anyway, sorry. Go on. You have a whole segment to go. Oh, that. that's
0: the segment. That's 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 just the
1: <laughs> that's the segment. <laughs> I didn't know that was the movie. Um, that's funny. Nineteen eighty-one <clears throat> is like a weird. It's funny for somebody who loves movies so much. It's sort of a weird movie year. Oh yeah, um, You is. have Raiders of the Lost Ark, but you also have like On Golden Pond. So it's kind what of. What are rough. your thoughts on
0: On Golden Pond? Everyone's so like mess um, with that. On
1: Golden. I think that if I rewatch On Golden Pond now, mm. I would love it as like a camp movie, right? No, because like here. I think I would I think I would love it from the perspective of like in 1981 when I saw it, I had no appreciation or understanding of like Jane Fonda or Henry Fonda or Catherine Hepburn. Yeah, the Catherine Hepburn. Um, at all. But I don't. I mean, like it doesn't. I, and like, look, I'm glad Henry Fonda died with an Oscar. But also, like, did he need to? Did, did Catherine he need Hepburn to? need to win a fourth Oscar for that movie? I'm trying to remember um,
0: who the other men were. That's not. That's a year I can't immediately come to mind as far as the men. The women. Isn't I have clear that appreciate.
1: the Isn't that the Reds Warren Beatty year?
0: Oh, that sounds right. That sounds appropriate. Um, um and yeah. you had
1: Cherry to Fire, which is like a is is such a weird um i've
0: never actually seen it i gotta be honest
1: i've never i've never seen it either which is interesting because it is my birth oscar year and i'm such yeah. an oscars guy um <clears throat> sometimes you still have is, an interest yeah there's never been a moment where i have felt like you know what movie i really want to see i think the yeah. biggest movie that year that has the most um longevity in that oscar race at least is uh raiders of the lost Star.
0: Oh, probably, yeah, I would Um, say, or on Golden Pond.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you and say that Raiders of the Lost Ark has a little oh, bit of a longer tail than On Golden Pond.
0: <laughs> not with me. I <laughs> I mean, <laughs> mean, that's it's On just, Golden Pond. I mean,
1: this is a pretty gay podcast, but that's oh, a, a very the gayest gay. thing that'll be said. Today. I'll just
0: say that for my audience, they would not be shocked to hear that I get more excited by On Golden Pond than I do Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, that's just okay, the way my brain is. That's
1: fair. Yeah, it was like, I mean, it could have been a year to give Warren Beatty a like an acting oscar i guess although i've never seen the
0: movie red so i should oh see that. i've seen reds uh, it has well and diane keaton is amazing in it um and i'm a big diane keaton fan i kind of hate what's happened to diane keaton i feel like now she's just this caricature of herself and people think of her and like oh diane keaton yeah. kooky older lady and it drives me nuts
1: yeah, I mean, like, when was the last time Diane Keaton acted? Like, really acted with Something's Gotta Give, right?
0: I would even say The Family Stone. I really like her in The Family oh, Stone. Oh,
1: yeah. She is good in The Family Stone. The I would Family have given Stone her supporting
0: a supporting for us uh, Family Stone.
1: I think The Family Stone is a movie that has grown, certainly, in estimation. I say and think all the time, Um, when Sarah Jessica Parker says, who I'm, like, so on the fence about always oh, i
0: like her a
2: lot um
1: i don't care if you like me or not oh of course you do oh, of course you i do. mean <laughs> i mean nothing has ever been so brutal
0: see i love the part where she's calling her sister and she says well they hate me then she goes she pauses and goes yes i'm being myself
1: yeah, no, it's Just, not, yeah, the it's, 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 it, movie has aged really, really, I think, really well. And I agree, I think Diane Keaton is really good in that movie, but we're also still talking about 15 years ago, so.
0: Yeah, well, so then we can actually pivot to the official topic, and then we can keep ranting, but at least we'll be ranting on the topic. You are That's here to great. talk about the topic of film flops, which I find very fascinating, because <laughs> I always feel like the films that flop the hardest, you can't quite... You can both understand why they flopped and also go, well, why was this the one that people suddenly decided to have, like, taste about, you know? So, I guess my first question is, what do you think causes mega failures to be such failures when they seem to follow a formula that successful film, I mean, I guess we're already getting into, like, it's copying films that were better made with the same formula, but with less artistic integrity. I don't know. But, like, I'm trying to think of a really good example. Like, um...
1: Well, I think it's like maybe I think that's a really interesting way to pose the question, because I think that it's somewhat comes down to hubris on the (laughs) studios part. Like, I think a good example is I think you can bucket them into kind of like films that like um, to mention another podcast, sorry, like, oh, a, it's okay. It's where, all right. where directors have, like, a blank check, right? Where they're mm-hmm. just, like, all right, you can do whatever you want, you just made this big hit, and, like, then you get, like, a heaven's gate, right? Oh, no. Um, yeah. Or you have, kind of, like, vanity projects of actors or actresses who are at the height of their, who are at the height of their fame, or, like, are cashing in on another, on kind of a, a cashing in on a on a persona or something, that's yeah. when you have like a basic instinct too. <laughs> yes. Then I think you have like studio hubris of like people are gonna love John Carter. People oh, John are Carter. gonna love Green uh, Green Lantern. We don't even have to make it good. <laughs> people are just yeah. gonna love it. People, it. I think. Or floss, Catwoman,
0: remember Catwoman? They were I like, oh, this is gonna be for it For
1: the first time. Oh.
0: Sharon Stone and, again.
1: She, who is actually good I in that movie? I fucking love her in that movie. I'm but sorry. But like you have actually the combination of like two things there. You have sort of like Halle Berry going like I am just won my Oscar and kind of like <laughs> this is how I want to cash in on it. And and also yeah. maybe how I need to cash in on it to, to stay relevant, which is a whole separate problem set sure. of problems. And you, and you know, her you being have... offered
0: to be a major superhero, you know. Right, Huge like, oh deal. cool, great.
1: But they were like, we're going to make Catwoman have nothing to do with Batman. We're going to not make it Selena Kyle. We're going to not make it anything that has anything to do with, like, what people know of Catwoman. And so, like, it's then, again, like, studio hubris. to who is this
0: for? It's not for the gays, I can tell you that. Because as someone who grew up with Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman, I would have been super pumped.
1: It's not for anybody. It's not even for the people in the movie. So... (laughs) I think that's, I do think that more often than not, it comes down to like studios, um, executives thinking people are so dumb, like mm. that they will just take whatever we spoon for them. Of course, there are plenty of movies that flop that are great and that you sure. deserve to flop. Mm -hmm. um you know there there but there are more there's a question
0: what are some flops that you've been like hey what the hell that was great
1: um i would i mean like so there's like two answers to that question right like one is like the cats of it all where i'm like well cats is the greatest movie to ever i gotta tell you
0: that was my And people look at me really strange when i say this but I do think that was the most fun I had watching a movie last year. Just for getting sure. really stoned and going to see cats. Like that was Absolutely. pretty fun. Like
1: seeing cats in a theater was like one of the one of the more fun experiences I uh, had to close out twenty nineteen and to like start twenty
0: twenty. What a what yeah. a omen for twenty twenty it was like. Right. Hello.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's an insane movie <laughs> insane. when I tell people to watch it now and they're like at home and they're like, Why are you this is not enjoyable it's, at all. you can't even like...
0: describe how nuts it is to someone like you try to put it in words and they go oh i get it so like the singing's bad i'm like no no actually none of the singing is really like bad it's not even that even the performers are aggressively bad but they're trapped in a skin of horrors that we just have to watch for two hours
1: um, and they're all in different movies which is yes. weird <laughs> they're all like performing in different movies Judy like, Dent is Jen- there
0: on her lunch break uh <laughs> yeah,
1: Judy but like Jennifer Hudson is like this is I'm winning my second Oscar she's
0: really she's giving a whole performance and, god bless
1: and, and like and and then you have like Jason Derulo who's like I'm just like having fun and actually I think like, he's in the right out- movie
0: yeah in, he's in, my, in the in right movie end. so
1: I saw you know we talked a little bit about these kind of um <clears throat> you know notorious bombs and like one of the ones that we had talked about is cutthroat island yes. which is a movie i've never seen and never want to see same but the <laughs> movie mm. prior to that that like um was also a big disaster and like was the first of several males and poor poor gina davis's career uh. was uh i shouldn't say nails the woman is like a you know changing the world every sure. single day and um but like um but there are
0: times where i'm like where's gina davis like, where is gina davis that
1: maybe contributes to the to the conversation of like why is gina davis still not ever present in our lives um <sighs> yeah. wh- i would say is um uh the movie that that she made with rennie harlan her then husband right beforehand which was the long kiss goodnight
0: oh i never saw that
1: it's awesome it is huh? like such a fun totally crazy expensive action movie with gina davis uh, starring co-starring samuel L. jackson oh my and it was like um reviled bombed
0: on what so was expensive. the the main critique of it at the time uh,
1: even know it just like people were not interested not interested you know like I think mm-hmm. that was it it might be a shame I want to look it up because it might even be like a Shane Black movie. Um mm. but um it was just not received well it didn't do well mm. um and it's like the funnest it's I you know some of it has like so many things some of it has not aged well. Oh please yeah but it was a but it was a big um a big budget failure for her for Rennie Harlan. And then you compile that with like the, the absolute disaster of um Cut Door to Island. Yeah. Um and you have, you know, all of the all of the problems that currently exist. Um but like I think that's like that was like a really fun movie that should have done better. That like bombed, I mean you know, I'm trying to think of like other movies that like, I, the thing is, I think film flops is such a broad term because you no, have yeah. movies like, I would say like The Long Shot that is uh. not, didn't isn't ruining anybody's career, didn't lose <laughs> a ton of money, but yeah. or book smart, right? Like uh. movies like that, both two movies that came out in May that were geared towards women that were both really, really great yeah. and that didn't quite Set the box office on fire, and now we're finding a second life on streaming. And well, what's weird is like
0: some movies I feel, unless you told me that is a flop, I wouldn't even know it was a flop. Like, like Book Smart, I just know that's oh, that was one of my favorite movies of 2019. Um, so I don't even think of that as a flop. So when you say that was a flop, I, I I don't keep I think when I was younger, I kept a lot more in touch with box office figures. Right. And and I just don't do that as much unless it's a film that I'm rooting for and I'm like checking on it to see how it's doing. Like I feel like every time one of these female reboot films come out like you know ghostbusters or oceans eight or something of that sort i always go to watch the box office numbers to see what people are going right. to do to this one or birds of prey which i have to say maybe this is a hot take i actually really enjoyed birds of prey and had a really fun time watching take. it. I think,
1: I think most people enjoyed it it's a fun movie
0: yeah and yet people talk about it on toxic you know the toxic film bros on the internet which why am i even you know giving them a moment but they i think now people refer to films in a matter of fact way when it's still all relative opinions you know someone can hate birds of prey but that doesn't mean that is now a bad movie because that person hated it but they will talk about that film as if oh well that was a bad movie like that was bad and right i think well.
1: Birds of praise is interesting because I also think there's like some pandemic stuff involved with it. You know what I mean? Like it was,
0: Bad timing. it was kind
1: of like right at that cusp, if not like so much later on, it didn't have the invisible man kind of like time to uh, be a hit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, um something you said uh, made me think of, I think like, Again, there's this, like, idea of, like, a box office disappointment. So, like, Ghostbusters, the, the female Ghostbusters reboot mm-hmm. is a movie that I saw, I enjoyed. I agree with you 100%. I was, like, watching the box office, uh, making sure, like, desperate for it to be a hit. God, saw it, please. enjoyed it, have now rewatched it several mm-hmm. times and feel like, this isn't a great movie. Like... but is it a bad movie no it's not but i think that the the stench of everything it felt it had to acknowledge and like and and be a part of and it's unfair that like they they constantly felt like it felt like they were constantly trying to acknowledge sort of the the toxic masculinity that was like against it from the start and it's would be such a better movie if it didn't have to deal with any of those yeah. things. And so, but then that's like, but then when people say that it's a flop, you go, but it made money. Like, it's is that yeah. is that a flop or is that like a, a disappointment because you wanted it to, because if a movie doesn't make a billion dollars, yeah, it's a disappointment. But then to the point before that I was making about Heaven's Gate, a movie I haven't seen <laughs> like is known as like one of the most notorious slots of all time is a movie that has grown in estimation depending on yeah. who you talk to over over the years
0: i mean people write um, film essays about how it's an undiscovered masterpiece right but, you know yeah and well get like and uh continuing with the whole female ghostbusters of it all same thing with um oceans eight i feel like people stamped that as a failure when actually if you like factually look at it, It, like, made some money. Not a ton of money, but, like, it made some money. And I also think that's a really fun popcorn movie. And I I feel like. And for me, I just keep getting disappointed because I get invested in these, like, new franchises. And then they just never go anywhere. And what's even more frustrating, and actually I think it should be a lesson to filmmakers, stop doing these movies assuming you're gonna have a sequel to have fun with in the sequel like oh and then the sequel it can just be the movie i'm like well why don't you just let them like like um well yeah like i guess Oh, best example I can think of the Charlie's Angels reboot that just came out last year oh, yeah. which by the way I have thoughts about that movie I think the biggest problem with that movie I mean no ill will towards any of the girls but I think there was a fame um imbalance with the three For leads sure. that made For that sure. not work like it needed to I mean this is purely hypothetical but it needed to be like Kristen Stewart and like I don't even know like Zoe Kravitz and yeah if you're trying like, if, to do
1: the same kind of thing it needed to be Kristen Stewart like Camille Cabello and like Constance Wu right? well because you look like, at the
0: 2000 it's like Drew Barrymore Cameron perfect. Diaz and Lucy perfect. Liu all who are like hot 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 you know let's watch them be movie stars and <laughs> god bless Charlie's Angels I don't think it's a bad movie but it is a movie that like it's weird because they they didn't even let them be the angels it was like two angels and this origin story of a yeah, third angel Yeah, i
1: didn't i didn't enjoy that at all i don't enjoy <laughs> that in movies in general like if we're watching the charlie's angels movie what i liked about the charlie's angels <clears throat> original movies that so many of these reboots haven't done is that they just drop you into a fully baked yes. world. Yes. Like these three women, they're angels. You know what it is. I don't need to show you Batman. They give you a two minute again.
0: montage. You're like, oh, I get it. They're angels. They're angels. Great.
1: Agents. Perfect. Let's go. And now we have like a perfect I mean, Like perfect it's a movie movies.
0: called Charlie's Angels. Like, why are you trying to overly intellectualize this? And I just have such a fun time when I watch the 2000 Charlie's Angels. And the thing that's so frustrating about the reboot is. At the end of the movie, you go, "Oh, cool!" So in the sequel, they'll get to just be the angels. But then it was such right. a huge failure that's like, "Well, never mind." So it's like right. a useless movie. Yeah. Um, other than now me that's... going, "Wow, Kristen Stewart was funny." What? Do, what?
1: Do, what? Who can? Who could have thought it? So I, that I agree with that take on Charlie's Angels. I totally, um, I totally agree with. I think that the, I thought that this movie. I thought that the reboot was. <clears throat> Fine. i had a good time watching it but i totally agree like but that is a flop right i mean like that's unfortunate
0: because like... now it's like even if they could make a more fun movie with a sequel it's not going to get greenlit for a sequel because yeah. why would it or have you ever had a movie that you allowed the snowball effect of people saying oh that's horrible don't even watch it that you i mean i guess you've told me you haven't watched a couple of these flops but like i'm um, like a current like a last 10 years for example i can think of the movie cloud atlas remember cloud atlas yes
1: i yes. remember That's now i people
0: have hot takes on that movie but i did not watch that for maybe about a year or so because from what i had seen it people said oh it's offensive it's awful it's it's uh overblown so i I didn't even watch it for the longest time finally just watched it one night because it was you know on hbo or something Mm -hmm. and you know bawled my eyes out during it and like loved it Mm -hmm. and then i went well what happened with this movie and i granted i understand uh what caused cloud atlas to not be a grand hit because it is a weird movie it's a weird movie but i think about i didn't even give that movie, and i would have loved to have seen it in the theater But I was so allowed to be swayed by this like groundswell of immediate reaction that I didn't even go see it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean I guess one of the ones that I think um, is probably fits in that, it's funny it's because it's also a Wachowski Brothers or Siblings rather film, um, is Speed Racer. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like I was pumped for that movie and then like kind of more the reviews than anything else were yeah. like i was just like oh no and now i've and i've still never seen it and like oh, it okay. feels like okay. another movie that has like grown with a gro- like grown up in estimation a little bit but i never I actually love it you know <clears throat> i i like just never bothered to watch it i mean <laughs> like you have more of those examples of movies that people tell you not to watch that like end up being right like it took me (laughs) it took me until now to watch catwoman and i wasn't like oh i've unearthed this camp classic that people haven't (laughs) i was like this movie is bad really bad um sharon stone is actually quite good in it
0: um i think she gets it she gets it yeah she, she gets the movie she's
1: that in. she gets the movie that she's in but like so many of like the more notorious things i've never seen tomorrowland which feels like a movie I that i could enjoy i'm like is that
0: even a real movie like did anyone see tomorrowland
1: yeah it's certainly a movie that doesn't exist anymore like it's not even a big <laughs> enough flop to be notoriously oh, bad.
0: it's just like that was a movie that happened yeah i can't even tell you the cast of it actually other than george clooney
1: Brittany Roberts, Britt Robertson, she's like in every TV show, uh, but for like what every TV show that like only lasts a season.
0: What would I know her from?
1: I have no idea. None of right. her shows have lasted more than a season.
0: Lovely. What are some of her notorious flops as far as TV flops?
1: She was in like The Secret Circle, which was like a spinoff <laughs> of The Vampire Diaries, I think. Oh god, okay. And then she was in that other w- CW show where like the plot was like I'm your daughter to like a couple to like two singles oh, that they didn't no. know that they had a daughter. Ugh.
2: Didn't um, know they had. She a was daughter. just in
1: the Shonda the Shonda Rhimes show. People, not people like us. Um, for the people or of the people, like some kind of law show. I mean, she's she shows up a lot. She's, wow. she's good. Bless. She was oh 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 oh. She was in Scream Four. Oh okay. At the beginning, you got me. You got me. She was one of the. One of the real girls who got killed. Oh, uh, was she third, the first
0: kill or the second kill?
1: In the third, in like the actual Woodsboro?
0: Yeah, I mean, was she the one that um, was found dead by the other girl? Or was she the yes. final girl? Yes, yes, yes.
1: That's who she was.
0: Oh, uh, yes. well, sweet little girl. Seems lovely. Yeah. I, I know from Scream 4. She's
1: great, but she just has not figured it out yet. Oh, but man. who among us have? <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, another... A, a notorious flop that I think is the first film I knew as a flop. Even as a young child, I went, ah, that movie is a failure. Before I even knew what failures in film were, was probably The Postman with yeah. poor, poor Kevin Costner. Um, that plus Waterworld. Poor, World. poor mm.
1: Kevin Costner. You know, Kevin Costner made his bed. He's sleeping in it. I have oh no yeah. I don't actually feel Kevin sorry Costner. for him. I'm, okay, I'm, thank I'm God.
0: dripping with sarcasm now. Um, I actually kind of have a weird... Uh, thing against kevin costner because my dad played his movies all the time as a child so i associate him with these long movies that i had no interest in like dances with wolves i don't fucking care like i and i've never best seen picture. dances with wolves it, it is
1: my it is one of my bigger um best picture blind spots i just <sighs> cannot imagine the circumstances under which i would uh be willing to watch that movie
0: yeah no it's not I haven't watched it, granted, as an adult, but my god, my, my parents, I feel like they watched that movie every other weekend, it felt like. For some reason, I just have so many memories of Dancing with Wolves.
1: It would be really weird if your parents had watched that movie every other weekend. It would
0: be weird, but, you know, my parents, they, you know, they did weirder things. It's um, <laughs> It's possible. <laughs> Uh, but no, but like, they'd watch that. I guess I did watch Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams was okay, but I don't like baseball, so I still didn't care that much, you know.
1: Yeah, I'd be interested to watch Um, I'd be interested to watch Field of Dreams as an adult and <laughs> see if it has the same kind of um, visceral effect on me as it did when I was a kid and watched it and bawled my eyes out. I wonder if I'd find it emotionally manipulative right now or if I'd cry mm. harder.
0: I'm very easily uh, emotionally manipulated. <laughs> it's yeah, no, to me manipulate. too, which is
1: great.
0: Like, do you have a, I have movies, I call them just like, you know, cry by numbers. Like, you just show the movie to me and I will cry. Like, for some reason, the first, I the movie Billy Elliot makes me cry every time oh, me I too. watch it. 100%. And like within first two minutes, I'm already crying at it. Um, he's That's like fighting a really his grandmother of dementia, you know, good grief. Yeah.
1: That's a really good one. I think that um, Billy Elliot is definitely a movie that can make me cry. Um, any movie that has the motif of kind of like a, like somebody somebody being able to be like, you didn't know I could do this, but I can actually sing and or dance really well. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um,
1: gets me every, it's my it's my absolute favorite. I just uh, want trope. to dance. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the best. She was just my mom. Oh, That movie's <laughs> the oh top my god movie for me. The
0: the scene that always makes me cry from that goddamn movie is the scene where the dad crosses the picket lines to go back to work, and they're like throwing eggs at the van, and his son's throwing eggs at the bus, and then it's like the it looks like the eggs cracking on his face because it's on the glass, and then. He,
1: so good he's like yeah it is i mean so oh, good. i can't
0: even good. um and like i always i know the director Stephen dalter says well it's up to the audience whether he's gay or not and i'm like in my brain billy elliott is a, a big old homo that's that's the way i took it i know it's open to interpretation or maybe it's the way i need it to be so that's how, how i interpret it that's but it interesting because i never
1: really them. like i i honestly never gave it much thought
0: um i've watched that movie a lot
1: I know that that's always been part of the deal, but I've never given it much, you know,
2: much thought.
0: But um... I just always think of the stuff with the girl that he was friends with. Um, yeah, it felt like he was being performative with his affection towards her. It didn't feel like he actually wanted to be.
1: I mean, I think at the her. end, where he's an adult and a uh, a male a male ballerino. A Is male, it a ballerino?
0: A ballerino. A
1: ballerino. Um they do i do think the movie codes him as kind of gay like i think that the movie um that's where the movie certainly wants you to what what the movie wants you to take away from it but i
0: i definitely believe that that performer at the end was a queer performer
1: oh for sure for sure
0: absolutely i don't know how we we ended up with billy elliott that was not a flop um that's my fault it
1: wasn't it was
0: a huge hit huge hit Uh, What now, my last, I guess, my other thing, what is a film that has not been a flop that you swore was going to be a flop? Can you think of an example of a film like I think,
1: like, a like, like a Venom for me? (laughs) Um, you saw those first. Um, (laughs) I I, once Spider Man, like those movies, the Andrew Garfield movies, um, underperformed, even though like. I think the second one's pretty bad. I think the first one's not so bad. I like the first one, Uh, yeah. Yeah, the first one's not so bad. At the time, I thought Andrew Garfield was like, oh, is this who I've been waiting for to play Peter Parker? And obviously, I didn't know that I had been waiting for Tom Holland my whole life.
0: I mean, I'm Um, happy to see Andrew Garfield anytime.
1: Yeah, no, Andrew Garfield's great. He's a great Peter Parker. He's super cute, super talented. But once those movies, like, obviously weren't working out, and I think even Tom Holland had already shown up in a Spider-Man movie or two, the sony spider-man movies started to feel more and more or spider-man universe movies started to feel more and more irrelevant and maybe even desperate (laughs) and so and then you saw like the venom previews and people were like losing their minds in a negative way about like Oh yeah, the costuming uh, not the costuming the cgi and things like that and i was like oh this movie is going to be a disaster yeah and then it's like you know this huge immense hit that (laughs) i feel like i need to write that i need to send um uh michelle williams like an apology note like i feel like i'm sorry that you had to do this I, i you know i hope matilda was able to like go have a gap year because of this like oh, it's sure, so wild yeah. that she's in that movie
0: it definitely felt like, like a paycheck movie for sure and you,
1: and you know you certainly have those factions of the internet and they're not even that dark or or small that think like this is tom hardy's best performance of all oh my time God, um i break. don't really get i don't really i i think i have come around to that movie being fine and enjoyable and like dumb and like <laughs> have it on and like enjoy yourself but um i was sure it was gonna bomb
0: i'll be honest i've not seen it still i I, it's on my short list of weird movies i kind of want to watch because i i do want to see the michelle williams of it all and i want to see jenny slate in her brief her brief turn because i'm a huge jenny slate fan it is
1: um it is like i think that's what it is i don't think anybody's expecting it to be weird and it's
0: mm -hmm. so weird Is it like camp? Like almost camp? That's what I've heard.
1: Yeah, I mean almost.
0: (laughs) Almost. (laughs) Well, see, for me, like I remember when I saw the first trailer for, and I talk about being so wrong. Um, No, but I remember the first time I saw the trailer for the first Transformers movie. I, very unwisely, and I was very, very wrong, went, oh, that's going to be a colossal, piece of shit that's gonna... that's an
1: interesting choice that's an interesting one to bet against
0: well because it just looked it looked dumb to a level that i just couldn't even see i guess i should how how what a fool i was to think right. oh, who's gonna watch these robots crash into each other and watch you know people watch monster truck rallies i don't but there are people that do that Um, And that's been a huge, huge franchise, which with every new film, I just think how dumb, how wrong my silly little gay self was I went, no one's going to watch Transformers. And what's
1: interesting is the first Transformers is like at least a little bit fun. Yeah, it's not that bad. You know, the rest of them are brutal. But then I think the flip side of it, and we talked a little bit about this before, is like you, speaking of Transformers, you then have like a Jennifer's body, which is like... A movie that is considered a massive flop, kind of like sidelines sidelines Megan Fox's career. Yeah, um, and like it is now rightfully so, like you know, uh, considered one of the best R movies of the last twenty years because it's, it's so smart uh, fucking great. You know, like it has like you know. The, the tale of that flop or the story mm-hmm. of that flop uh you know is like notorious in terms of like what it did for megan fox what it did for karen kusama the director yeah. i mean diablo cody was affected but like i think it just went i think it just meant that she went from like being on this track that to before writing young like, adult these- or after I think it was before, mm, and so okay. I think she went from. I, but I think the answer is she went from kind of like being on this trajectory to be like a big studio uh, writer to yeah. being like, I'm gonna write what I want and get it made how I want, <laughs> okay. which is still what happened. I mean, Amanda Seyfried's uh, career was like kind of not nonplussed by it. Well, but, I think um, because
0: no one pointed out her as the problem when, right. when the movie like, we'll well, she was well, fine. Well, because
1: they're ultimately, there wasn't a problem right? i mean that's
0: like a sad thing that's yeah. a sad thing that's another movie i didn't watch for a long time because i went oh i heard it's stupid and then i finally watched it you know on my own gay time and had a lovely a lovely well love experience. i think
1: i think that that's a movie that i would nuance a little bit of saying like i think i saw that movie in the theater and i was like this movie is weird and then i let the reviews and the backlash like color my view of it or mm-hmm. then when i like watched it on my own years later i was like wait is this movie amazing and um, <laughs> the answer yeah. is yes it is and it was so
0: and i think sometimes flops are made from bad marketing because they they think sure okay how do we how do we sell this how do we sell this and so you see all these movies that are sold more as comedies that are very Dramatic films, right. or they try to make it look pres- like prestige, but it's it's not a prestige film at all. Right. And so that's frustrating. But I guess my my last film flop question would be, what is your favorite film flop in terms of the level of crazy that the movie is? And it's it's I, I have I've I gotta know mine.
1: Say, I I've got to say, Cats. I <laughs> know it's like a very and Vogue answer. I know that it's like a very popular answer. It would be it's like... It's a good any, answer, though. Any queer person would say. But that movie's insane. Oh, insane. And, and it is so enjoyable to me in its insanity. Um,
0: oh, yeah, my ribs hurt watching it because I was laughing so hard. I mean, I
1: mean, I mean, I did really have one of the best times <laughs> ever in a theater watching it. It's just so miss it just so misses the mark in every possible way Mm. but um i i mean i could watch it you know once a week
0: (laughs) i do think i've reached my threshold for a while because i've now watched it maybe like six times and that's a lot it's a lot of cats i think my favorite flop just in terms of i do think it really I mean, in addition to other things, derailed this performer's career. And also, it is one of the more crazy movies to, one, describe to someone, but also to watch in reality is I Know Who Killed Me, starring Lindsay Lohan.
1: Oh, I've never seen, because I don't like to watch watch Lindsay Lohan in movies that she is not her best self
0: but I think it's worth watching oh my god it's because I mean it crazy
1: like that is it is it fun crazy like that? oh it's
0: fun I mean I had fun watching it it's crazy so what crazy. I think what,
1: what I think is probably an interesting comp comp to that movie would be something like Meg Ryan in, in the cut a movie oh, that fuck. is now considered amazing
2: yeah right um
1: but it's sort of like that like we we this movie's gonna bomb because we don't accept Meg Ryan like is Isn't
0: that this. weird that like f- killed her career for like, her time, career. I mean, a time, but it's not even a bad things. performance?
1: I mean, that movie is pretty great. It's a Jane Campion movie. I mean, it's yep. pretty great. Yeah. I want to be clear that I wasn't, <laughs> the, I realize now that it's kind of crazy that I was comparing Lindsay Lohan to Meg Ryan or like,
0: <laughs> I'm down for it. I'm going to follow you.
1: Classic to I'm going to follow I you know, down. Killed
0: me. I, 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 I think like, the, keep going.
1: I think that there is kind of like a comparable there of like this like this America sweetheart being in like a sex thriller. One is great, one is bad. And And I think
0: Lindsay thought she was doing something the, worth doing.
1: I think there's a version of Lindsay Lohan who read that script and got on that set set and was like, I can't believe I'm gonna win an Oscar. Oh
0: my god. No, you know what movie was another big flop for her that I actually really enjoy watching her in? Was that movie The Canyons?
1: Yeah, I, I saw that movie. I think that movie is not great, but I think she is no. pretty good in it. She's a good, the thing about Lindsay Lohan, she's a good actress. I have she a theory just, like, is, on her. You know, not doing great. What's your I mean,
0: theory? I mean, it's not that interesting of a theory. It's not even that, you know maybe it's not that interesting but I feel like she has one chance at a career and I think it's if she comes back in like five years in like a gritty indie film where she's like a side character but she's like really good like maybe she's like a maybe she plays a mom (laughs) so every like woman trope in the world she plays a mom maybe she's on drugs but like something where she I feel like the problem with Lindsay Lohan is that her face doesn't look, she looks the best I think she's looked in a long time. And I root for a comeback always. But I think she needs to have some more age on her. And I could see her coming back in her like late 30s with a resurgence. Like I could see it happening.
1: You, you forget how young she is. It's, it's yes. like the Drew Barrymore problem of like, yeah. where now she's like even now that she's in her mid she's only in her mid forties because she's been famous her whole life. And so you think in the the trajectory of like how long you've known Drew Barrymore or known about Drew Barrymore like, oh she must be like in her fifties, sixties. And she's not. And I think it's the same thing with Lindsay Lohan is that (laughs) she's like she's still like in her early thirties, right?
0: Yeah. She's I think she's my age. So or maybe a year older. So she's at the most thirty four.
1: Yeah, so like, she's got so she can't even really play i mean she can of course play a mom but she's not playing a mom of teenagers or no. you know like there are still roles that she can't play not since yeah. those roles are plentiful but i agree like i root for her to like get her life together and be get do like a great have a have a great comeback but i think you're right i don't think it's going to happen and like i don't think Lindsay lohan is going to be the one to bring back a rom-com
0: no no you know
1: no. no i think no. she's gonna like remind people i think she could be in a studio film where she's the sidekick and remind she people needs, that she's great that's,
0: well you said a word that she doesn't seem very apt to want to do which is play a sidekick because right. when she was at her peak she was miss star in every movie she was in except for maybe like bobby or like prairie home companion or something where she was willing to do like an ensemble piece but i right. think she needs to get back into that mindset because i think if she could one just show up that show that she can show up on on a set and film a movie and not be a terror that's like already like there you go for but, sure How many times have we seen a resurgence of an actor from a small role in some movie, but then they're great and people love that performance, and then they get other projects built for them where they're gonna lead? Work begets
1: work, and I think that that's what I absolutely, I totally agree. I think she like shows up as like the mean boss or like the. yeah 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 so the wacky best friend or you know whatever or like or like the girl i mean again we're talking only in tropes here but like yeah yeah, yeah. you know um she she does something that's like three scenes and you're just like right i forgot you're a star and like let's build from there even something like a
0: like it's just a funny comedy, like like something like that movie Game Night that came out a couple years ago. Like something that's yeah, like to be subversive part of that ensemble, and funny. Right? Yes. Or not
1: even if she was even if she wasn't part of the ensemble, even if she was one of the obstacles that they had to overcome yes. on their night. She doesn't even need to be part of the game. Yeah.
0: Where you're like, Oh like, shit, that's Lindsay Lohan. Like, yeah. And, and she's then got, just got funny. two
1: scenes and they're great. She's at the party, whatever it is. We know I what totally, role totally I think agree.
0: of in terms of like her in uh, the type of role is do you remember the movie get him to the greek
1: yes something being like Elizabeth like Moss or being roseburn
0: <laughs> well i was just well i guess well that's also good but i was saying just in terms of like you know like sean in that movie he literally was there to be like <laughs> basically a version of himself and he got all this press for i mean granted he you know his acting career is not that stellar but, but in terms of funny it was pretty funny and like people were talking about that performance and it was not
1: no, like the lead great. of the film that's a great comp i would say i would love to have seen her in that movie as rose burn oh. as like the four scenes where she's hysterically funny she's like saying these crazy outlandish things and oh, I th- rose like, burn
0: is it i think yeah, she almost steals spy she does feel. Satisfied. I think she's she, so she good should She should have
1: an Oscar.
0: So. <laughs> yes, please come 100%. on. One
1: hundred percent. That movie is so underrated because it's a comedy. Oh, we don't have so good. time to get into all we of don't. that.
0: Well, thank you for coming for my discussion on film flops. I think we. I don't think we've still cracked the code, but we have discussed the code. Um, and I do end every episode with a segment where I ask the guest who was the last actress that made you feel
2: something.
1: Um, I know that I received these notes <laughs> and that I should have an answer. It can be the um, first we one talking, in your
0: consciousness. Just like, oh yeah.
1: I will say that I think that, um, I just started watching Queen's Gambit mm, mm-hmm. and Anna Taylor Joy mm-hmm. is it just, her face makes me so happy. She's so good and so expressive but you know what i will take it back and i will say my real answer is we were talking about this before we got on mic i just recently for the first time watched dangerous liaisons Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and glenn close in that movie where both in the in her big climactic fight with john malkovich where you know she just like stares at the camera and says Fine, <laughs> war, uh, and just the ending where she's being booed out of society. Oh my god, that's um, it. If that's not gay, feel, that's
0: like gay camp. I, I was made obsessed with me
1: that. feel truly, truly everything. Um, the way I was texting people to be like, "You've got to watch this movie." You've Using got to her this tears as
0: makeup movie. remover. Like, I mean, amazing. come on. That was like...
1: amazing. So I, I'm going to say Glenn Close and Dangerous Liaisons, but not that I haven't felt anything since 1988. It's that I just
0: rewatched it. Well, it just means the performance.
1: The
0: best. I guess mine, well, mine was also going to be Glenn Close. It was just going to be checking in with Fatal Attraction. And just every time I watch that, I'm like, wow. Also, it's so weird, Glenn Close because she initially started her career and she was typecast as like earthy mother type like she's known for being nice lady you know she'll be wearing a a nice wool sweater and she'll you know she'll make you some coffee and have a lovely time and then she does fatal attraction to show she can do something different and then just gets typecast all over again as now she's crazy eccentric lady so it's just
1: such an interesting interesting career yeah you're so right it's that and then it is dangerous liaisons and then it's like even something like um uh 101 dalmatians (laughs) like by the time that she did the live action 101 dalmatians it was like yeah i feel like she got 101
0: dalmatians because she was doing sunset boulevard because (laughs) there's um with some of those looks i'm like i think they saw a poster for sunset boulevard and realized that was their relative bill i don't know who knows
1: I agree. Listen, well, I these got, aren't
0: facts. These aren't facts. These are just opinions. Right.
1: So those are I mean, both of us say going close, which I think bodes well for her Oscar chances. I'm just kidding. She has yes, ideology.
0: <laughs> now have you seen the film?
1: I have not. I, I did not get a screener.
0: I'm trying to watch it and like not I mean I I I'm getting more and more doubtful that I'm gonna be surprised by it and be like, and it's actually good. And I don't think it's gonna even matter. I feel like uh, this year has proven this is not the year for her her I think campaign. that
1: it's I think that what I'm looking forward to is knowing that it's bad and watching it and going and watching it for the performances right and seeing if there's anything I can glean out of it but like I and don't I love
0: I lo- here's thing. I love women over the top chewing the scenery. I'm into that. So, it's going to have to be really bad for me to not at least find Summoned. Like, did you like August Osage County?
1: I love August. I Osage love County, that fucking as a matter movie. Of
0: fact. And people talk I about think how that that's movie trash. gets a bad rap. I believe. I agree. I I thought that was one of my favorite Julia Roberts performances. It's
1: absolute. I mean, it's. She had the
0: perfect Oscar clip. That was like yeah. they when they, I get so excited when they actually pick the clip that I would choose. And I go, oh yes, because so often the Oscar clip is just the most random thing in the world. where yeah. You're just thinking, why? Who did this? What gay? Or what non-gay? chose that clip because it was it was not someone of taste. Not
1: Julia Robertson in, uh, in August of County. I, I mean just like a truly great. I, I I like that movie and not even ironically. Oh yeah. I think like uh, I, I mean do I think Meryl Streep needed an Oscar nomination for it? Maybe not. Do I think maybe it's like maybe she's sh- actually supporting? Probably. Um, oh you Martindale think so? Margot Martindale's great in it. I think it's Julia's. I think it's Julia Roberts's story, um, mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, but it that is fine. I think I think Meryl is more over the top than Julia. Um, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I think Julie uh, Julie Ann Nicholson is probably the oh, best performance in that movie, and wow. like, is yeah, long overdue so for for some awards attention. But yeah. I think it's I think it's like a good movie period like i think like you feel like you automatically have to like defend it i'm like i think it's a pretty well made interesting um maybe over the top at times but enjoyable film
0: i think it needed like 15 more minutes on it i know it's weird to make that movie longer but i feel like there's a lot of stuff weird. in I the think play that is weird <laughs> well, well i just I, like I,
1: i've never seen the play so i'm not i can't compare them.
0: It's more like knowing what the play is in comparison to the film. It's like God, you just like lost a lot of a lot of stuff that would have made this elevated even more. But I found out recently that Renee Zellweger was almost in that movie. She was almost gonna play the Juliet Lewis part.
1: Oh, I could see that though.
0: Right, I would have watched it. I would have watched. Yeah, it.
1: I could see that. But I love Juliet Lewis more. Juliet Lewis.
0: I do love Juliet Lewis. Uh, I, I always still think of her and the other sister, and I cringe. But I also watch yeah, it for I've, comedy. I fortunately
1: have stayed away from the other sister my whole <laughs> life, so yeah. I don't have that in me. But um, yeah. you know, she shows up in Ma, and you're just like, oh, this movie doesn't. This oh my God, her
0: in Ma! Talk about a fucking crazy movie.
1: But like a movie like that doesn't need somebody of Juliet Lewis's. Caliber to be no. in it, and then you're just like, What a gift to have what her gift. be like the mom in this movie! Like, this could have been anyone who cares, and like it's her. And then all of a sudden, it becomes like a performance. So,
0: have you seen that it was on I saw it on Twitter where she was watching herself in Cape Fear at her house and she's just like yelling at her dogs, like, oh, Get I think in I here, boys. She's,
1: pretty, she's pretty great in, on Twitter. She's like a nut, and I think I, I, love, I love
0: it. Her. I love a nut. Well, would you like to let the listeners know where they can find you on social media?
2: I would
1: love for I would love for anybody who who is interested to follow me on Twitter or Instagram at um, at Eddie E D D I E underscore Moradian M O U R A D as in David I A N um, or and catch me on um, Awards Watch where I write about all sorts of stuff. Uh, most recently. I ranked every single Mariah Carey album and That was amazing. People were mean. I'm just kidding. People were actually very nice about it. I was very <laughs> As worried. they
0: should be. I loved it. Yeah.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: You also did a a, res- uh, a retrospective on some f- which film was on it postcards from the edge yes that was it yeah yeah because i love postcards
2: from the Edge. i love
1: postcards from the edge yeah that was really exciting so yeah uh, catch me on awards watch catch me on twitter and instagram and i'm doing a lot of the same shtick on all of on all of those platforms
0: oh yeah and i'll be excited to have you back for our inevitable erotic thriller episode because i, I cannot like it has to happen wait. now
1: i cannot wait let me know
0: And one more big thank you to Eddie for coming on the In Another World podcast. I had such a fun time, and you will be back to talk about all things erotic thriller, because I I need to go into a deeper dive. Like, we need to go into the basic instinct, into the fatal attraction. You know, I could do... Oh my god, I mean, what are what else is there? Could we talk about nuts? I mean, that's technically an erotic thriller. It's a little bit of a, you know... A camp fest, and that is more like mid-80s. But, you know, we could still talk about it. But, I mean, come on, uh, listeners. Don't you want to hear about all of the fabulous femme fatales that I definitely believe Miss Glenn Close was a trendsetter? You know, because after Fatal Attraction, and they made all that money, dear. That movie made so much money. She, look at me. I'm just going on a tangent about Fatal Attraction and Glenn Close. This is even about her. Ugh. She's always in my brain. But again, thank you so much, Eddie, for coming on the show. You have heard where you can follow him. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at Zachary with no H on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow the podcast at IAW Podcast on Twitter and in Another World Pod on Instagram. So, you know, be sure to go check those out. Let me know how you're liking the show. If you have a second, if you would like to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, that would be so helpful. Every little bit helps. It helps the show get seen by more people, which, you know, helps us grow, which creates cooler content for you guys. I'm excited for you to see what I have coming at you in the coming weeks as we head towards our season finale, which will be episode 20. So, TikTok, y'all, TikTok. But I have a lot of fun stuff also with my spinoff podcast, Two Gays Watch a movie. If you want to follow us a little, you know, you know, listen, I'm cross promoting, I'm doing it, you know, I can do it, I'm allowed. Like, I'm the boss. So, <laughs> anyway, you can follow us um, at 2 gays watch a Movie on Instagram and at 2gayswatch on Twitter. That has been a lot of fun. Please follow us over there. We're doing all sorts of fun stuff. We have a really, really fun holiday film lineup coming your way in December. You hold on to your seats. So thank you again for joining me for this week's episode. And I will see all of you lovely, lovely people next week. Bye.